0: Uh, I am so thrilled to be with you today, and we are on commandment number five. We are on honor your father and mother, honor your parents. So if there are any parents that are in here that want to go and get their little ones out of kids' church, you may run back and get them and bring them right back. Uh, Today we are on commandment number five. Uh, A reminder, the first four commandments are all about our relationship with God. They're the vertical. It's uh, no God, but God alone. You are not to have any idols. You're not to, have, uh, you're not to take the Lord's name in vain, flippantly or, or in, uh, inappropriately, those kind of things. But, uh, and then also, number four is to take, uh, remember to keep the Sabbath. Those are all about our vertical relationship with God. And now we're transitioning to a different part of the, of the commandments as these are about our horizontal relationships. So real quick, I just want to ask you a question. If we're to go to your house and I'm going to sit, sit at your table or whatever it is that we're going to do. When I walk into your house, what are the big house rules of your house? Ingle House, we have our own rules. Just like playing board games. Hey, Ingle House rules when you're playing board games at the Ingle House. But what are the rules at your house? I, for us, it seems like I've been saying this so much lately. Three words. Shut the door. What is with kids leaving doors open? Then when they do shut them, they slam them. Don't slam the door. Shut the door, but don't slam the door. Put your shoes up. Do this. It seems like there's so many rules. There's so many regulations, commandments, if I may say that, about our place. What about your place? And let me ask you this. What's the big one? What's the heaviest, the biggest one that your kids know? If I do this, man, mom and dad going to crack down on me. I'm in big trouble. What's the big one? For many of us, I assume that a lot of you guys are big on not lying. That's kind of a thing, right? Not supposed to lie. Don't, don't lie. Well, how come, how come a lot of us, the first one on our list isn't honor your parents? I just find it interesting, I find it really, really amazing that the first rule that God gives us, first commandment that he gives us in relationship to one another is about the home and honoring your father and mother. And I think a big part of it is when we get this one right, the next five, they kind of take care of themselves because once we learn to honor mom and dad, once we get to learn to honor others, those other ones kind of c- c- come more naturally to us. Not to cheat, not to lie, not to steal, not to commit murder. Though you're li- Sometimes you just want to murder your brother or sister sometimes and you're glad that they don't do that in your house. But anyways, there's, when, when you get this one down... The other ones kind of come a little bit more quickly or a little bit more easily. So today we're going to be in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus 20, starting in verse 12, it says, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God has given you. Notice it says, then. Honor your father and mother, then you'll live a long, full life. Today what we're going to look at is when kids honor their parents, they honor God's plan for healthy families. But let's, let me ask you this. What's your definition of honor? I think we are in a, I grew up in a civilian household. Here, as we had a lot of guys, that, a lot of people that stood up that are part of different branches of the military. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. You are what makes one of the great things that makes this country so great. Thank you for that. I think the military families understand this, this role, this responsibility of honor better than families like mine. Now, my dad was in the National Guard for seven years. That seemed to up the ante on some things. But I think we don't understand the word honor. The word honor literally means the, to, to give respect. It means to give admiration. It means to, uh, to give dignity to, it to esteem someone else. If I'm to esteem you, it means I, I kind of lift you up and I humble myself some. And the last part of it, it means to be weighty, W-E-I-G-H-T-Y, if I can spell that right. Illinois education, sorry. But anyways, it means to be weighty. It means to be heavy. And I want to illustrate it this way. Again, because when we honor our moms and dads, it brings honor to God. And it helps produce these healthy families. But we got to understand what honor is. And so this is my illustration today. If I can get these all picked up. All right. Now, this one's a little heavier than these two. These are light. I st- this is stuff I took out of the kitchen. Anyways, <clears throat> this kitchen. All right, so whenever we go to the grocery store and we got to go to the toy aisle, we got to go do all that thing, make the, sure the kids aren't going to go nuts. But, anyways, when we finally get out of the store and we get home, that we do this thing. I'm like, all right, load me up, baby cakes. Come on, honey, put one on each finger. And I just start getting all of these. Bags as many as you can put on me. Let's do it. And there's multiple reasons. There's two primary reasons why, is it, is it me or is it most guys? You want to do it all in one go of it. Isn't that right? Thank you, Matt. I got a thumb up, got an amen. Thank you. I don't want to make multiple trips. I'll just be honest. I'm that lazy. I don't want to make multiple trips and have to do it, and if it's hot out or if it's cold out, whatever it is, I'm a bit of a wimp. I'm a bit of a lazy guy. Alright. Right, rightfully admit that that's number one reason number two why I say come on honey put them on me give me all you got and we'll give the kids some and, the, and you know Eli's five and Erickson's four and Emma's two and we give them a little something to carry and they act like it's so much oh my goodness little kids But it's really adorable but what happened the other day this was a few weeks ago Emma, uh, we're staying at Dave and Miss Patty's house and they got this beautiful flower garden bed that's right in the walkway for us to get access to the house. And and Sis dropped whatever it was that she had, some kind of bread thing or whatever. She she, she didn't lay it down. She dropped it. She's two. She just turned two last Wednesday. And she went to sniff the flowers. The pathway was only about this wide. That's about as wide as the two-year-old. What happens is that I had to step over her to keep going to make it in the house. It doesn't matter what happens. Because when that kid falls down, scrape their knee, suck it up, sorry, buddy, walk it off, whatever you got to do. Rub some dirt in it. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of background I have. But I am trying to get inside because I want Bethany to go, oh, you're so big and strong. Oh, look at those muscles. Oh, oh I'm so proud of you. You're so amazing. I have been waiting 16 and a half years for that to happen and it hasn't happened yet. So there's a wager going on in the back as to how much longer I have to wait with some other guys. They're like, it's going to happen this week, buddy. I believe it. I believe it. I was like, all right, we'll see. So there's a little bit of a pool going on. But there, and I believe husbands if, or wives, if you were to do that, if you came up and you squeezed his arm, oh, you're so strong, oh, you're so great, I bet you could go out and take the trash can out with one arm up above your head. He would go out and do it. He would go out and do it. Bring it on. Oh, you Get your little gr- grunting thing going on. You're all proud of, proud of yourself. But what I was getting at was that these things <laughs> start to add up. Oh, there we go. They start to add up, and your your knuckles will turn white. Every guy, every person in this room's experienced it. They start to turn white. They get a little blue. They get a little purple. And the most important thing for you is to get them to the desired location: counter, table, whatever that may be. Even if a little kid falls in front of you, you're just going to step over them. You're just going to keep on going. Because the importance of doing it all in one trip, that's the weightiness. When we talk about kids honoring mom and dad, it's that I'm going to put them in a position of where I esteem, I lift up, I give them dignity, I give them importance. I give them a weightiness that my peer pressure friends aren't going to coerce me, tempt or test me to go that route because this is more important. My honoring mom and dad is the more important thing to me and I can't go that way because it's gonna gonna cause my parents to lose face. It's gonna cause them to be upset or hurt, angry, whatever the thing might be. And so I elevate mom and dad to this position that God has put them in. I'm going to respect them. I'm going to bring honor to them in their name. But notice this. Hey, do I I have the right verse? That's not a verse. That's not a verse either. Here we go. Or that is a verse. It's the wrong one. Sorry. Exodus 20. Notice this. It says honor your father and mother. It doesn't say honor your kids. Can you find that that Bible verse that says mom and dad honor your kids? It's not in there. But I think we do things to honor them. Sure. But it says to honor. Your parents, kids, it's your responsibility. Notice it says honor your parents. It doesn't have an age limit on it. When you turn eighteen, so I just turned the big 4-0 this year. Uh, I was born in seventy nine, so twenty nineteen, turned forty. I so last Christmas, no, last Christmas I gave you my heart. <clears throat> just get too early for some of you. Too early, isn't it? November. It's not. It's not Thanksgiving yet. You got to wait. Okay. So, so last Christmas, I did something really ornery. I was egging my mom on. I was, I was pushing the envelope, and I knew she was going to do something, and my mom will. She will do something. This time, she grabbed my right ear, and she yanked on that thing, and I dropped to a knee. It hurt so bad obviously, I didn't push her. I didn't hit her arm. I didn't, it's your mom. You, I, 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 I dishonored her with the other thing. I'm going to honor her by not you know, being a, a physical back or whatever. But I seriously thought when she pulled her hand away that she had my ear with it. I thought it was still in her hand. It hurts so stinking bad. But the thing is, my mom's always going to be my mom. I'm always going to be her kid. I'm the second of two, so I'm the baby, so I get called the baby and all that kind of stuff. I am a baby, rightfully. I'll, I'll admit that. But I'm always going to be her child. She's always going to be my mom. And this requirement, this, this law, this commandment that God gives is to be continual. I don't get an age or term limit that I don't have to do it anymore. I am to do it for, for the rest of my life. Notice this, that nothing in the world forms or influences our relationships like, uh, to God like our relationship with our parents. Timothy Keller says this. He said, It's respect for parents that is the basis for every kind of respect and every other kind of authority. And for us to have these healthy homes, we must honor our parents. Notice what it says. Notice what it says in Colossians 3.20. Why is this so important? Why are we making a big deal? Why does God make such a big deal out of this? Well, listen to what it says. Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases God. God says, it makes me happy. It makes me joyful. I am just so elated. It brings a smile on my face when I see you, honor, and obey your mom and dad. And what happens, or notice this. Exodus 21, verse 17. This could be your new family memory verse for the month until Christmas. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Isn't that a great one? Isn't that beautiful? Aren't you glad you came to Alpine today? All right. Exodus 21, 17. And what we're emphasizing is the seriousness I think sometimes we think we get passes or, oh, we don't have to do that part. Or, oh, that's not, that, that's not true today any longer. But God takes this serious. We're to respect our parents. We're to respect the position of leadership that they're in. And so let me take kind of a little bit of a brief time out. And so, so it's a little bit of an awkward pause, but please follow along with me here. I did a sermon years ago, and this girl came up to me. We did Good, Good Father, just like we're doing today at the end. I did this sermon, thought it was great, and this girl looks, looks at me across from a chair, and she says, I don't know how to honor my dad. I don't even know how to look at God as a father because of what my dad did to me. My dad abused me every which way he could. So I only look at God as God. I look at him as Jesus. I look at him as almighty. I look at him in all these other perspectives, but it's hard for me to look at God as a father because of what my dad did to me. First service, I ended up talking to a couple few folks or whatever almost until this service began. There's people in this room right now, as we talk about honoring your father and mother, you're going, how on earth can I honor the dishonorable? They don't deserve it. And I'd say, no, they don't. You're right. They absolutely don't deserve it. You say, but I got hurt. What they did was wrong. yes. It was wrong. It was horrific. It was terrible. We wouldn't dream or wish that on anybody. What they did, some, there's all sorts of things and consequences that have happened. And I'm here. I'm not here to excuse them. I'm not here to say it's okay. I'm not here to brush it under the carpet. But we, but we are here to address it. So how do I handle this situation sensitively? How do I handle this correctly? Whenever somebody has this kind of situation. It's like an oxymoron to honor the dishonorable. Let me share with you a a few points. Number one, for those who've lived for themselves, the parents, lived for themselves instead of their kids. For those that were abusive, evil, committed criminal acts, whatever it may have been, number one, we do not give blind obedience to such persons, even parents. We do not give them blind obedience Those people that do such things, they still suffer consequences for their actions. Most oftentimes, it's some kind of separation to which is rightfully done, and thank goodness. For those of you that have been separated from your parent, you're going, I'm still struggling with this. I'll get to you in just a moment. For those, again, they've they've lived for themselves instead of their kids. They were abusive, evil, or committed criminal acts. We never allow abuse to continue. For some, it might require some kind of confrontation. Now we approach them in grace and truth, just like Jesus in John 1:14, that he came in grace and truth, the, the one and only begotten from the Father. But we do it with truth. We do it with love. Hey, this has to stop, this is done. You might have to report something. We still do that. We do not support evil in any way, and we do not support criminal acts. So it might cause you to report something. But for those of you that are that are the children of parents as I just shared, again. I'm so sorry for the girls and the boys that endured such ugliness or hardship. I'm very sorry. What you can do in order to honor them, because you're going, well, I can't honor them. You honor the position. You honor the position that they were supposed to be in, though they didn't honor it as well. But that's how you honor God. You honor God by honoring the position. And I'd say you do it in these ways. Number one, to pray for your parents. To pray for them. Number two, that if there is contact still with that person, to live before them so as to point them to Jesus. If there's still contact, when what you do, you point them to Jesus. Number three, to not allow bitterness and unforgiveness to control you. I did youth ministry for 13 years, a baker's dozen. What I encountered so oftentimes were kids that were just devastated, they were dominated, they were overtaken by the hurts of the past. And they couldn't live very well in today, and they couldn't live very well in the tomorrows because of that which happened in the past. The bitterness and the hurt still controlled them. And I'd say it's time to let that go. I mean that in love. I don't mean like, it, and I don't say it like it's easy. This is a supernatural, not a natural, easy thing. Otherwise, everybody would be healthy and okay, and there would be no kind of therapy or no kind of positions or counselors. No, it's very, very hard. And I think it requires supernatural help. It it requires God the Father to help you, that the Holy Spirit would help you and empower you through this to address it as you need to. But don't allow bitterness and unforgiveness to control you. And if you are able... I'd say to show him kindness. Because the truth of the matter is, I'll just say it about myself. Jesus Christ came, lived a perfect life. He suffered, he bled, he died on an ugly, vicious cross. And the life that he gave me wasn't because I earned it. I am so undeserving of his love. I'm undeserving of his grace. I'm undeserving of his compassion. I do not deserve it. I haven't earned that. That's why it's called grace. Your mom or dad is undeserving as well. What God's word asks you to do is to give it because Jesus gave it to you. And that would be one of those ways, one of those things that you could do to help you find healing in something that maybe some never thought that they that they would find healing. So don't allow the bitterness and unforgiveness to control you. Show them kindness. Jesus, showed all of us kindness that we don't deserve it. And number five, you can't use your parents as an excuse for the rest of your life to not obey or to honor God. Again, don't let it overwhelm you. Don't let it to control or manipulate you any longer. I hope that you have freedom from the hurts and pains of the past. I did, that, I did a sermon very similar to this years ago. And again, remember I said, oh, I was kind of like, congratulating myself on what a great job I did. And then this girl came and it just kicked me in the gut. And I was like, I I can't do these sermons without addressing that. And I hope I did that as sensitively as I could. And I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't do that as sensitively as I should have. But I hope you get the freedom that you get healing that you've been wanting. And I believe God helps you in that. I believe you can have that. And I've seen a lot of kids have it. I've seen a lot of adults gain it, again, because Jesus helped them through it. It wasn't a natural thing. It was supernatural. It's not just hard. It's crazy hard. It's about mission impossible to do it. But again, I say that's what God's called us to do. And I believe God could do great healing in you. So when you honor your parents, when you honor the position that they represent, you're honoring the God behind, behind your parents. Let's go to the next point. Let's, let's, let's continue. Honoring our parents is more than just obeying them in our childhood. It's more than just obeying them in our childhood. Because notice it says children. It doesn't say adults. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do. So let me ask you, how is it that we continue to, to obey? How is it we continue to honor? Hey, I'm a grown man. I'd love to tell my mom that one these days. I'm a grown man. I can do whatever I want to. Get out of here. Get on my face, woman. Oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. My friends called my mom the drill instructor or drill sergeant. She was, She's tough. She's a tough gal because she had to put up with me and my brother. But so how would how would that be if you were to do that to your parents? Hey, you don't tell me what to do, woman. I mean, mom. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, what would you so wh- I don't know how quick you're backtracking, but I would do it very quickly because I know my mom would n- not, not take that very well. So how do we honor them as adults? Let me give you a few ways. Number one is to speak well of them. Does anybody have a mom or a dad that, man, they don't know what the internet is? They just still struggle. The inter mom is not the interweb; it is the web and the internet. You don't combine the two words. I love you, but you don't do that. And, uh, cell phones. Any any parents need help with cell phone usage, trying to find email, those kind of things. It's not a thing of where we try to try to mock or to tease, or which I guess I kind of just did. Sorry about that, and sorry mom. I didn't mean it in a mean way, but we don't we don't hang it over them. We don't air out all their dirty laundry. We don't do things that would embarrass them in public or in front of their. Family. Oh man, don't do that in my family. Oh, you'll, you'll get in big time trouble for that. Listen to what it says in Exodus 21, 15 through 17. I think actually it's Leviticus 29. It says, in the Old Testament, the penalty for cursing parents is the same as the penalty for assaulting them. That the words have impact. The wor- our words have value. And just a reminder that at one point, you are going to be the old parents and you're gonna have the young kids that are taking care of you, right? Older moms and dads and grandpas, grandmas, grandpas. Speak well of them. Speak well of them. Use your words to bring honor. Use your words to esteem them and to be kind and to be good to them. The next one is to appreciate them. Appreciate them. Say the magic two words of thank you. Say those beautiful three words let's get tacos. And the other three magic words, I love you. Tell them why you're thankful. Give them a specific example. Say, I'm so glad for, for me, I always, I always had these two things of my mom and dad. One thing of my mom, one thing of my dad. I always wanted the compassion of my mom. My mom is beautifully compassionate. My dad, I've always wanted to be like my dad. I always wanted to be my dad. I think there's a lot of guys in this room for the most part. I wish I had the compassion of my mom, and I wish I, had, I, wish I was like my dad. Tell them why it is that you appreciate them, that you appreciate the model that they set before you If for those of you that had honorable parents. Tell them thank you. Be specific. As Thanksgiving is right around the corner, maybe you can share those words with them here soon. Number three is to seek their wisdom. Seek their wisdom. I love this Mark Twain quote. Let me just read this. He said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around But when I got to 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven short years. (laughs) Isn't that great? When you're young, yeah, dad doesn't know anything. The older I get, man, mom and dad seem so smart. They seem so wise. Seek their wisdom they would absolutely love. To help you in giving and imparting their wisdom, the next one is to support them. You can do this physically. You can do it financially. David says in Psalm seventy-one, verse nine: "Do not cast me off in the time of old age; forsake me not when my strength is spent." Mom and Dad, I don't know how well they're doing with, uh, getting around the house for certain things, or you know, doing the gutters, getting all the leaves. There's leaves everywhere around here. My mom is. Right now, in that season, where she's helping to take care of her mom, and my grandma can just do very little. She's handicapped, or she has a handicap accessibility stickers and all those things, and so she's trying to do that. She's trying to be supporting, trying to do it physically. Trying to do uh, you can also do it financially. Listen to this verse: First Timothy five eight. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. That's pretty heavy stuff. To not care, to not help, to not t- try to support them. It says that we're worse than unbelievers. Pastor Dave, Pastor Dave said this. He and his son were being honoring to one another. He said, son, you better be nice to me or you won't get any inheritance. His son smi- smiled at his dad slyly and said, Dad, you better be nice to me because I'm going to pick your nursing home out. <laughs> like, That's still supportive, I guess. Hey, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> support them financially, support them physically. Uh, Where are the others? To seek their wisdom, appreciate them, speak well. And then the last one, and again, this is the hard one, forgive them. The most important thing we can do to honor moms and dads is to forgive them and to be reminded there's no such thing as a perfect parent. If there is, I'd love for you to raise your hand so we could find you and take notes later or something like that. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. Moms and dads, they've, they've made mistakes. They very well may have sinned against you and hurt you in some manner. I'm sorry about that. But don't allow that thing to be something that would, that would keep you from honoring them today. And again, remember, remember one of these days You are going to be the parent that's older. You're going to have the younger ones that are going to be uh, those that you depend upon. There will be, if you will, a transfer of ownership. There will be the opportunity that now, as they took care of me for all those years, that I get to help take care of them to a certain degree. What an honor that would be. What an honor that would be for me to be able to do that with my parents. But we can forgive them. Forgive the parents that whether it was intentional or unintentional, you can forgive them by forgiving the person or be forgiving of seeking to forgive the position. Forgiveness does not mean that you forgive and forget, by the way. It does not mean that we minimize it or act like it never happened. It simply means to choose to let it go. To choose to let it go because that is what God has done with us. He has forgotten our sin He remembers it no more, as it says in Psalm 103. Let me do this last slide. God promises to bless those who honor their parents. God promises to bless those who honor their parents. Listen to the transition. Exodus 20, then Deuteronomy 5, then Ephesians 6. In chapter 20, it says that they may live long in the land. In Deuteronomy 5, it then then says that they may live long and that it may go well with you. It's a little bit of a tweak. In Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, it says that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. You see, when we honor our parents, it says that it may be well with you, that you may live long. God gives kind of a two-hearted or two-parted guarantee or, or promise, I should say. He says you'll live long and you'll live better. Live long and live well. So the, uh, was it Time Magazine? I got it written down somewhere. Time Magazine said this, February 12th of 2015. Everyone wants to live longer, and science is starting to make that happen. But living better is the real challenge. They said someone born in 2015 will live 20 years longer than those that were born in 1925. A 90-year gap there. They're saying, my kid that was born in 2015 will live 20 years longer than my grandpa who was born in 1927. 20 years longer. But again, it says, but living better will be the real challenge. And it's, it just seems funny to me. It seems funny to me because God already tells us the way in which that you can live better, the way in which you can live a more well, enjoyable life, is that if you would begin with this area of honoring your mom and dad, you live longer and you live better. And here's the the final clincher. I believe believe that God loved you so much that he knew that he was going to make you, even before he said, let there be light. He knew that He's going to make you into the person that you are, whether you have all these freckles like I do and pasty white skin or the nice cut cut butter skin that you have. Whatever it is that you got, he made you for more than just this. He made you for more than that 75, 95, 105, however many years that you have. He has made you for an eternity. And he wants you to enjoy this part of the life that you're going to have, but he wants you to really enjoy the next part of life that you're going to have. You get to live for an eternity. Are you going to live it in a way that is with God? Or are you going to live it in opposition to God? In Kansas, we'd, we'd close with this. If you want to know Jesus as your love and Savior, your Lord and Savior, all that we do is say it's like the ABCs. Would you admit that you're a sinner, that you need Jesus? Would you believe, uh, be, believe in him and trust him as your Lord and Savior? And then would you see commit your life to him? Here at Alpine, we have the, we have the arrow, the circle thing. The, the full circle followers of Jesus. Number one, that you trust in Jesus with your, uh, as your Lord. Number two, that you would seek to honor God with your life. And then that last part is that you would help others in their pursuit of God. Where are you on that circle? Have you even done the trusting Jesus as your Lord and Savior yet? Maybe you're still on that, but you haven't moved or you haven't graduated to this part of where you're seeking to honor him with, with your life. Or maybe you're just at that place, you're going, I've done that, but I want to learn how to help someone else in their pursuit. Where are you on that? Can I pray with you? Would you you pray with me, please? Let's bow. Father God, wherever people may be on that circle, we ask that they would just seek you out and that you would just push them forward. I say push because sometimes we need that nudge that, that, that we would just simply depend and lean on you that we'd trust in you by faith. Maybe there's people in this room today that need to trust in Jesus. Maybe that's where they are. Maybe some need to learn how to, how to, how to uh, put into practice what your word says, and they're on that honoring God with their life. And maybe there's some in that final stretch where they're saying, I'm ready, I'm ready to help others. Whatever it is that you're calling us to do next, would you give us, one, the wisdom as to what that next step is? And then two, would you give us the courage to follow through with it? And God, I I ask that we would start with this area as well of honoring our father and mother. And for some, again, in this room, it might be complicated because they're seeking to honor the dishonorable. May they they just start at that praying for them part. And for those of us that had parents like mine, Lord, would you give us the, the direction, and again, that push to tell them thank you and that we love them, we appreciate them, may we speak well of them and support them however we can. Help us in this area of honoring God and honoring our parents. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.